If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is the Nightcap here on VSIN alongside Sean King. I am Tim Murray. Texas Tech, guns up. Guns up, baby. Up uh, 66 to 56 right now on Baylor. Gave it out last night. Gave it out on a couple shows today. And our next guest wrote it up for his website as well as Baylor promptly hits a three-pointer. <laughs> Let's bring in our next guest. It is Tom Casale from NBC Sports. Uh, make sure to check him out. Uh, he is a great handicapper and uh, Sean's best friend because he gave That's out my guy, man. That's my guy. Once he gives out Sienna, you know it's uh, it's it's all it's. You know. We talk all the time. Oh yeah, yeah, we're becoming besties. <laughs> nice, well, that's yeah. good. Good to know. Yeah. Uh, follow Tom on Twitter at the Tom. When he gets some free time, we're gonna get him a nice suite here at Circa, and we're gonna <laughs> wine and dine him. As long as he keeps shipping us winners, he might fly out right away. <laughs> hey, hey, real quick, no pressure. Real quickly, Tom, I don't know if you can even get a bet in for this game, but. Uh, any thoughts on the final game on the uh, ledger, including which includes the number one team in the country, Gonzaga laying uh, just 30 and a half on the road? Yeah, that, I mean, that that's a tough one. The That's going to be a blowout. We all know it's going to be a blowout. I, I would look at maybe a Gonzaga team total over mm-hmm. first half or for the game. That's the only way I would play that. I mean, They'll probably cover, but I can't. I can't lay thirty points in a college basketball game on a and, and a road game too. I mean, I know. I'm yeah. like, I know you're going to Malibu. It's not like you know the Pepperdine students aren't you know Duke Duke fans, right? They're, they're right. like, do I go to the beach or do I go watch our crappy basketball team? I don't go to the beach and hang out there. Uh, I but, feel like the game opened at twenty nine, didn't it? It's going up to thirty one. Well, yeah, because it's. I mean, Gonzaga already beat them by like thirty eight, I think. So wow. Um, but, uh, but, Tom, real quickly, just, uh, you know, the futures market still has Gonzaga as the favorite. Um, when you watch this Gonzaga team, and they've been steamrolling teams, and that includes, you know, St. Mary's, that includes BYU. Uh, the odds have continued to shrink. But last year, when they made it to the title game, they met an incredibly athletic team in Baylor and got run off the floor. Uh, how do you look at this Gonzaga team, and do you think they, you know, match up better uh, against the, the the superior teams in the country? I don't. I think they were better with Jalen Suggs at guard. The Personally, oh, I understand Chet Holmgren does a lot of things, but 
Suggs in the NCAA tournament, I think, gave them another dimension. The game that scares me about Gonzaga is the Alabama game. They did whatever they wanted against them. They got, I mean, Alabama, say what you want about them winning and losing. They're as athletic as a team as there is in the country, right? And they gave the Zags all kinds of trouble, beating them off the dribble, getting in the lane. That's what I'm concerned about in the NCAA tournament. Listen, is this one of the five or six best teams? Sure they are. But when they play a team like Auburn, that can match their front line, a team like Kentucky who can rebound with them and also has the athletic guards to go with it, then I think they're going to be in trouble. You know, Tom, uh, just sticking in the futures market, because we had we had the the board up there of the DraftKings futures, and uh, Purdue is playing, as we speak, playing Northwestern. Uh, I think they're going to cover last check uh, against North. Uh, yeah, teetering around that. Yeah, up 12, so they should t- get it done. Um, look, Purdue's got as you mentioned, offensively, as, 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 as talented of a roster as anyone in the country. But then you look at the defensive metrics. I mean, they're 117 in Ken Palm, and they're number one offensive efficiency. They're at 10 to 1. In my opinion, they're overpriced. Am I wrong? Are, are they properly priced, in your opinion, when it comes to the futures market? I think they're way overpriced. They're the same price as Auburn in in some books. And, you know, I just consider Auburn miles better on both sides of the of the court, especially defensively. When you play defense like that, you're going to get caught sooner or later, whether it's the second round, the sweet 16, they just don't play defense well enough. And history has shown they're going to have to buck the trend to win the championship. And with other teams, see that Purdue has a big front line. My issue with them is so does Arizona. So does Duke. So, you know, so does Auburn. Uh, Kentucky can rebound and play and loves to play in the paint. So those type of teams are going to push them around in the paint and score easily. So to me, Purdue and Kansas have similar issues. They struggle defending in the paint and some of the better teams are really strong in the paint. And we saw what happened when Kentucky went to Kansas and they demolished them. I don't see Purdue. I wouldn't be surprised if they're an early exit. You know, Tom, what's interesting is it's been such an inconsistent year. You know, team looks great one week. The next week they have a bad loss, and they look great again. The second half of this list, Illinois, Houston, Texas Tech, Alabama, you know, some of these teams that maybe aren't on the tip of the tongue for everyone, is there any one of the longer shots right now who you feel – and I think the the tournament's going to come down to draw – and the path it take that you have to you know navigate to get there, but are any no any of those longer shot teams somebody we should keep an eye on? I don't see a ton of value left on the board, but the one team I would consider right now is Texas Tech. They're a tough matchup with their defense. The if their offense can play well enough through a few games, you know they played Gonzaga earlier in the season. I bet Gonzaga in that game. I think it was like minus seven, right? They they, they won like sixty nine fifty five or whatever it was. But they held Gonzaga down for a lot of that game. You know the Zags had a run late. It was one of those games though where Texas Tech couldn't score. So Texas Tech, Tennessee, they're kind of similar, right? They're going to play you well defensively if they can. If they can score enough for two or three games in that tournament, I think there's value there with those couple of teams. The rest, 
you know, Houston, I, they're very well coached. They have a good team, but they lost two key players, and I think that's going to hurt them in the tournament. I wouldn't bet Texas if you gave me money to bet it with right now. I, I don't like the team at all. Uh, I have a heart attack every time I bet them. I got, I just, I just don't think they've come around yet. And and oh, and guess what? It's three weeks until Selection Sunday this Sunday. So. When are they going to come around? You know, it, it, they should have done it by now. So I don't really like the Longhorns. Talking to Tom Casale, you can follow him on Twitter at the Tom Casale. Does a great job handicapping college basketball for NBC Sports. Let's take a look at Thursday's slate. Uh, there's not a, I don't think there's a, a ranked versus ranked matchup, but that doesn't mean there isn't value to be had uh, on the board. Before I give you games, uh, what is your favorite game or two come tomorrow? So I mentioned Houston. Uh, I haven't laid 13 points in a game all year, I don't think. <laughs> this is the one I'm going to do it. It just seems like a great spot. I bet UCF against Houston the first time they played. They shot 21% from three. They don't match up well with the Cougars. They have a ton of turnovers, and you got to figure after losing two straight, the Cougars' defensive intensity on Thursday is going to be sky high. I think they win that game by 20, 30 points. And the team I've tweeted about the most, we mentioned them the last time I was on here, UNC. Wilmington. I'm going against them. I'm going with Towson. Towson is my top team in the CAA. Uh, I think minus three on the road. They get it done there. They have a huge rebounding edge in that game. And I like the Tigers to cover the small number. 17 and eight against the spread. They actually are more profitable than UNC Wilmington, if you can believe it. I'm not kidding. You can find the tape. I was just on primetime action with Matt Brown and Wes Reynolds, and I mentioned this game. It's a revenge spot, Tom. You know, big yep. game. This is a huge game in the Tom, CAA. you just don't know what you've done. You've done. Oh, my oh, God. If you, know, you could see, like, the glow in his eyes, I know it's hard Tigers, to, like, baby. see it. Oh, my gosh. When well, you said Townsend, like, I almost had to go get some napkins. Like, he just, <laughs> he had a moment here. There we go, baby. That's it. Sometimes you just need, when you have. Some reassurance. Great, when you get great guests on yeah. and they agree, and I didn't, you know, Sometimes you kind of push them in, the, in that area. I, I just said, what's your best plays? And uh, Tom just un, uh, unsolicited rolled with the Towson Tigers. So I'm with you, man. I'm so glad you did. He feels so good about feel himself. Great. Yeah. feel great. I Appreciate feel, that, Tom. feel great. Yeah, sometimes you need an ego boost because Texas Tech is turning the ball over a lot. So let's, uh, let's get this one home. Hey, uh, a couple other games just real quickly bouncing around. Um, we've, got, uh, we've got Arizona back in action I mean, Oregon State is tragic. I don't know if I've seen a interconference Power Five game with a number this high before, Thomas. <laughs> it is almost four touchdowns. Arizona is minus 26 against Oregon State tomorrow. Oregon State, who was a couple shots away from being in the Final Four. Can you believe it? Crazy. Wow. Three wins all season. They haven't won a game in 2022. Just an absolute disaster of a season. Listen, if I had to bet that, I would take Arizona. They love killing bad teams. They beat these teams by 40, 45 points. Uh, Oregon State, they can name their number. Uh, it's kind of like Gonzaga tonight. Arizona can name it, uh, win that game by as much as they want. So uh, I want to get to another game real quick. we got about a minute and a half here. Uh, I bet this team uh, – Three weeks ago at home, and man, I was so happy, uh, Tom. I was I was feeling great. They were up by like 18 at the break. San Francisco against St. Mary's. We were on the air, and I watched this thing just slowly slip out of my hands, and they ultimately <laughs> lost outright to St. Mary's. They play again tomorrow at St. Mary's. 
Can we trust the Dons to get a little revenge here? They're catching three at St. Mary's. This is a vital game for their bubble chances. Yeah, I like I like San Francisco. That was the last game I took off my card. I, I thought it might be four. That's what I was hoping for, but it came in at three. If you watch that first game, they dominated, and then they had an all-time meltdown, uh, almost as bad as Colorado State. I don't want to bring up any bad memories. That was a terrible but, one. Yeah, uh, that was a terrible you know, one. I, I, I like both these teams, but I think inside – San Francisco, that's where they're going to dominate this game. I like them plus the three. I think they win the game outright. Yeah, a little revenge spot there for the Dons. And and as I mentioned, they had a terrible loss with the Portland, uh, which is almost, you know, a death blow when it comes to their NCAA. Huge game. They, they win this. They're in good shape. I agree. I agree. Hey, Tom, great stuff as always, great man. Stuff, and a great pick with Towson. I mean, what a wonderful, oh, terrific gosh. pick. That's easy, baby. Let's do it. <laughs> At the Tom Casale on Twitter. We'll get you updated as Texas Tech is. You're what are they doing? Ham. Hang on for dear life here, Red Raiders. It's the nightcap here on Visa. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. This is the Nightcap on VSEN, the sports betting network. It is the Nightcap here on VSEN alongside Sean King. I am Tim Murray, Texas Tech. Putting the finishing touches on Baylor. Good night. Good night, Sean. UNLV showing some life. Only down two. Scoreless game. It's all right. You just need need a goal. Hold that goalie. You're good to go. Uh, but a, a nice win for Texas Tech uh, against Baylor. And uh, they'll get the season sweep over Baylor. So a hell of a, a hell of a season continues there for the Red Raiders as uh they lead by eight with 15 seconds to go. So a really nice victory. Uh, Anthony Davis, I'm going to look this up now, Sean. Uh, apparently, yeah. Anthony Davis needed to be helped off the floor. Uh, just saw a couple of tweets saying it, it did not look great. Uh, we don't have that game on. I mean, is he unlucky or just injury prone? I don't know. I, I really don't oh my know. gosh. Yeah. Um, I like the way the second period is starting in Colorado, Vegas. Trying to find the video, but it looked like it's his right ankle, Sean, and uh, he came down on that right ankle. So, uh, never like to see that. And uh, Anthony Davis 
helped off the floor. Looks like he landed on Rudy Gobert's foot uh, after coming down. <clears throat> and uh, Davis at that time actually had 17 points. He was 7 of 9 from the field. Um, so, not a not great. I got a question for you. As we're watching Texas Tech Baylor, mm-hmm. three years from now, will Beard regret having left? I don't think so. I mean, at the end of the day, his alma mater is Texas. Okay. He's making more money. Right. It's his first year there. They're not a dumpster fire. They're still in the top 25. Mm-hmm. He built Texas Tech to what they are. Right. They weren't going to immediately fall off. It's much easier to recruit to Austin than it is Lubbock. Better so, place to live. Yeah. So, okay. I mean, I, I don't think so. Um, look, you see this from time to time. I mean, it, coaches go to a place that is has a higher ceiling but may not be. Like, for instance, let's say – well, he didn't leave, but I don't know, I'm trying to think of a good example. If Luke Fickle left Cincinnati for a job this offseason, mm-hmm. it might not have reaped immediate impacts, but ultimately, you know, it, it'll pay dividends. He got paid, by the way, too. Yeah, he did. Good for him. No, it's, and, and honestly, I, I know we're going on a little tangent here. That's great for college football. To have someone as a quality of coach like Luke Fickle staying at Cincinnati, hopefully building – what he continues to build there. I mean, making over $5 million a year. Be interesting. Ten years from now, Cincinnati might be Ohio State light. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, there's still. The Big 12 matters from recruiting. Right. I mean, there's still, <clears throat> look, what, you know, Sauce Gardner, uh, Desmond Ritter, um, Kobe Bryant. Those are guys that are going to be top. They're going to be first or second day picks. I mean, Sauce Gardner's going to be a first round pick. So, Sometimes you're able to develop those guys, and, and it ultimately pays off. It's not like Cincinnati's recruiting rankings are top 25, but they're getting better. So, yeah, yeah we'll see. And I ask simply because I think sometimes what happens in college basketball is you can't – you get a more talented kid at Texas, but also a kid less coachable, mm-hmm. in my opinion. You know, whereas Texas Tech, you get talented kids, but also kids that are willing to be coached. And, like, when you watch Texas Tech play, those kids play different than when you watch the kids from Texas play. Texas Tech, by the way, has uh, has finished it off. Heads off. Great game. 83-73. We'll take that victory. Yes, there we, we go. Will. Boom. Yes, we will. Texas Tech. 2-0 in college basketball tonight. Miami came through at Louisville, and Texas Tech stood up at home. Uh, I'm taking a look at what I had tonight. So, yeah, we had. Those are my only two college basketball players. I had St. John's. At Mississippi State. They won State. outright, didn't they? Yep. I didn't see that coming. Mississippi State. We had, of course, Rutgers at the rack. Yeah, I took Illinois. Uh, George Washington. I actually don't think I talked about George Washington, so I'll take that one off. And then uh, I was on with Stormy in a game that I mentioned that I liked was UMass. I ended up playing it. They lost by 12, and they were catching 11 and a half. By the so. way, uh, Northwestern is going to backdoor cover. Are they? Yeah, they're down five. Woo! I, yeah. I, uh, that was a game I, I didn't want to play. UNLV, by the way, is taking the lead back from Fresno State. So it's nice. been a, uh, nice. a good battle there. So Texas Tech gets the win uh, over Baylor. Very nice win, 83-73. to 73. Uh, We're underway in the gold medal game between Canada and the United States. We got that going on. We got a lot going on. Once again, Anthony Davis leaving with an ankle injury. It, it didn't look good. Uh, I'll just say that. So He's uh, always hurt. I know, but that, I mean, look, you, you watch that game as Canada scores uh, to, on the United States. Um, you watch that play. It's, it's kind of a freak injury. But uh, Utah leading the Lakers at the half, 53-46. Phoenix leading, but uh, not covering against the Rockets, 109-101. to 
Uh, they were laying 17 in that one, and Golden State up at the half, 63-54. to 54. Sean, there are odds out there for who will be the number one overall pick, and I think that is a, an interesting discussion. We've had it before, uh, but FanDuel has odds for who will be the first quarterback selected. Coming off the Senior Bowl, it was a lot of buzz. There was a lot of buzz on Malik Willis, and I think his odds have, are reflecting that now. This is the odds. Who will be the first quarterback selected? Can you make a case, Sean? And we still have over two months mm-hmm. until the NFL draft, and it just takes one team to fall in love with the quarterback. Bears fell in love with Mitch Trubisky. Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes came after him. Don't ask Bears fans about that. So it just takes one team to fall in love with the quarterback. I just haven't heard a lot so far about Kenny Pickett. Me either. So I haven't heard a lot about anybody but Malik Willis. Right. So is, right. It, are we, are we, is this like, are we being bamboozled? Is this a But a then we've screen? only had the senior bowl. Right. And we have the combine coming up in a right. couple weeks. We got pro days, you know, individual workouts with teams. You know, so it's a lot of miles still to be, you know, driven before we get to the actual draft. So I don't have a strong opinion about this. I don't think anyone sticks out based on their on-field performance from this past year. I think it's just going to come down to who needs what, who likes what, who's looking for what type of player. Are they looking for somebody that they expect to play for year one? Do they think one guy's a developmental guy that they can get better like Desmond Ritter, for instance, could be Trey Lance. You know, if you have how far you can throw the ball and how fast you can run. You mean a riser, In a skills like Trey competition, yeah, yes, yeah. Desmond Ritter's going to perform well. So there could be a team that says, you know, we're kind of – say take Minnesota, for instance. I know they have Kellen Mond there already, but, you know, maybe we got another year with our guy and then we want to move on, you know. So it's going to be tricky. I'm probably going to lean on you a little more – because like my evaluations are going to be elite and top notch, so I know they're not going to match up with the evaluations <laughs> of the actual teams that are selecting. That's been proven historically. So uh, yeah. we'll see. I don't have a strong feel. I mean, right now, I would say Malik Willis. Yeah. I mean, just based on the rhetoric, you know, the, uh, the the media reporting that we got during Senior Bowl week, but then in the game. You know, Desmond Ritter played the best. So I think it could fluctuate a little bit. I now, think I don't know if there's a force field on the net in Vegas tonight, but for some reason, the Avalanche are really struggling to get the puck to actually go in. I mean, I couldn't tell you how many shots on goal we've had now. Good, good. And this happened last night. 45 shots on goal last night against the Stars, and the Avs didn't get one into the back of the net. So hopefully this breaks at some point because – they're putting a lot of pressure on Vegas. Hadn't manifested itself with actual goals yet. By the way, uh, just real quickly, I mentioned that Canada had scored. It actually was wiped off after a review. Canada was offside. So uh, remained scoreless in the gold medal game between the United States and Canada in women's hockey. Um, yeah, I, I would say this, just, just re-hashing you know, hashing these, uh, this quarterback. What do you guys. think right now? I think it's Malik Willis. I, I think the buzz is there. Um, like you said, tons can happen. Still got pro days. Still got combine you have interviews all of that um but 
I, I think Malik Willis, you know, you're not getting great odds at plus 150, but I'm, I, I think eventually he's going to be odds on. But the tricky part here about the draft, at least it feels like, Sean, is that I think there's going to be wild cards in this regard. I think someone's going to trade up mm-hmm. and get a quarterback that they like. And I think the Desmond Ritter one is interesting because he's a winner, veteran. Like you say, he's got a big arm. He performed well at the Senior Bowl. He's going to have really good tape. Uh, he's certainly... I mean, every coach is going to talk highly of their quarterback, but I think Desmond Ritter is going to go to another level. He's a dad. So I think that leads into some maturity. Yeah. So I think there's a lot of positives about Desmond Ritter. I think he's going to crush it at the combine. I think he's going to interview really well. So I would say Desmond Ritter is a 40 to one long shot. Maybe. Um, I, I don't. I, I haven't seen much hype about Sam Howell. I just wish he was more accurate. Matt Corral's come up the, the same injury. issues with Trey Lance. Yeah. So you know they just aren't accurate throwers of the football. Matt Corral. Same issue I have with Malik Willis. I mean, Malik Willis can throw the ball the farthest. He's going to run, you know, a great 40. I mean, he's a great kid. He's just not very accurate at times, and that worries me. Yeah, so it'll be a fun draft season is already underway. A lot of discussions around draft season. All right, it's a nightcap. Come on back right here on Visa. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. If you missed any part of our show or anything on the VSIN schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcast. Catch replays of all our shows or download and listen on your schedule. Go to vcin.com slash podcast. You'll get Beating the Book with Gil Alexander. Market Insights with Josh Applebaum. We've got Hardwood Handicappers, the Lombardi Line, Follow the Money, My Guys in the Desert, Coast to Coast Hoops, and many more, including the Long Shots. Make sure to check that out with the golf season well underway. They're all free, folks, and available now at vcin.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. Alongside Super Bowl champ Sean King, I am Tim Murray. Are you surprised it's still scoreless? Well, if you're watching the game like I am, and but, I apologize by the way, for not being the best coach tonight. and and Knights. Uh, yes, I am. I mean, the Abs have to have like 20 shots on goal. And I, for whatever reason, I mean, there's a force feel on the net tonight. Um, yeah, so scoreless there. Knights and Avalanche just happening down the road. Uh, Gonzaga off to a... Uh, 30 to 15 start ho-hum, eight minutes to go. Mm-hmm. Just laying 30 and a half on the road tonight. I got Tom Kaepernick. said you could you could really pick your score. Yeah. I uh I agreed. I didn't really want to lay 30 plus <laughs> in a game. Well, t- last night was when to get it, when it was it was 29 and a half. That's when it opened that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So I, I wanna I wanna do something here with you because I like to do something with this game and get a, a goal in. Good <laughs> gosh. I mean, they've been in front of the net the whole night. It can't get the Oh, my goodness. Oh, man. So. Okay. Last night, you mentioned, and, you, you've, and you're not pre, uh, predicting this, but you're just saying it's a possibility. It right. wouldn't be the crazy. I think your, your exact words were, if I woke up and the Packers – and Cardinals had a trade, I wouldn't be shocked. Okay. So, let's talk about how this trade goes down. If you're Steve Mm Kime, 
Cardinals general manager. Right now, what are you thinking? You know, what what is let's just start with Kyler Murray, right? He scrubs his social media um of you know, all Cardinals content and he has that post about you know, whatever. What is your thought process right now about Kyler Murray? Is he a guy that you truly believe can lead your franchise to the promised land entering year four in the league? Just a horrible, horrible performance in the playoffs. But look, he's had flashes. He's had times people thought, you know, maybe a, uh, a an MVP type of candidate. So what right now, starting with Kyler Murray, are your thoughts? Talented, young player. However, when you look at our roster, DeAndre Hopkins, back end of his prime, still in his prime on the back end, coming off an injury, maybe getting older, not as durable as he was. Zach Ertz, we're going to bring back, kind of back in his prime. Chandler Jones, like when I look at our team, I feel like our window to win a championship is now. And so because of that, I'm comfortable with Kyler, but if I can upgrade and put us in a position to potentially win it next year, then I'm going to go above and beyond to try and make that happen. Do you call Green Bay? 100%. Absolutely. I call and Where I say, do you start? Well, first of all, is Rodgers available? Right. That's the first question I ask. And, you know, hopefully they say – you know, it depends. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. We're in a situation. We had an older roster. You know, we really like to take a shot at winning it. We do have a young quarterback that we like. He's super talented. Was the first pick in the draft. Would there be some interest in some kind of deal that revolved around Kyler to Green Bay and Rodgers to Arizona? If you're now, let's flip it to the other side. Okay. You're Green Bay. You're Brian Gutekunst. You're Matt Lafleur. Aaron Rodgers just picked up his fourth MVP, but obviously last off season was agonizing. Mm-hmm. He ultimately comes back, seems to be happy. Has hinted at different times. You know, it's been a great run. You know, 17 years. I mean, to me. I don't want to read too much into things, but it felt like that speech that he gave accepting the MVP was like, thanks, Green Bay. I'm out. Mm -hmm. So I'm always a believer of you try as hard as you can to keep elite talent in your roster. But if they're going to leave, let's get something in return. I think if the Packers could get – if Arizona calls, I say, yeah, Aaron Rodgers is available and give us your your first-round pick and next year's first-round pick. I, I may I make it the sun and the moon. Right. That's the offer to you. You get Aaron Rodgers, I get Kyler Murray, and your two fir- next two first-round picks. Do you say yes or no? Well, I say no simply because the value of the asset from a player swap standpoint is significant. First of all, because Kyler Murray still has two more years of a rookie deal. So it right. allows you to potentially re-sign Devontae Adams at the price point that he wants because you get Aaron Rodgers and that big number off of your cap and you put Kyler Murray, who's extremely talented and thought very highly of throughout the league, in his place. So I'm not willing to throw in both ones, but I will give you our one this year. I'd actually like a third in return. So that would be – okay, so we have it right here. This is 
GM Sean King, mm-hmm. this is you as the Arizona Cardinals. This is your trade offer. I mean, I'm giving you a Pro Bowl quarterback if, back that's still two years remaining on this rookie contract. If if I'm the Green Bay Packers and I know – well, here's the thing. And if they decide to extend Kyler, say they add four years to the deal, give him some signing bonus money, it doesn't kill him on the cap the first two years anyway. Right. If I'm the Green Bay Packers and I know Aaron Rodgers is is gone, doesn't want to be there, I make this trade. And Absolutely. And, and I can sell Kyler Murray to yeah. Devontae Adams if he wants to stay in Green Bay. And now you're saving – you've just gotten Aaron Rodgers' cap, as you mentioned, his number off the books. If I'm Arizona, okay, this puts us We're in a position in. we can win it yeah. this year. If I'm Green Bay and Devontae Adams decides, okay, he still doesn't want to be there, I add in an extra first-round pick in a very deep wide receiver draft. So I can go out and get a first-round receiver and still fill another need with our first-round pick that we already had. I've got Aaron Jones, and I've got a, a rock-solid top-10 caliber defense. I'm losing Aaron Rodgers, but I'm replacing him with a Pro Bowl caliber player in Kyler Murray. So it's we're not going to not be competitive next year in Green Bay, but ultimately I'm getting a Pro Bowl quarterback and a number one pick back for a guy that was going to leave anyway after this following season, and we get nothing in return. Yep. I mean, it, it would be hard, but I think if you're Green Bay, like you said, I think you can sell this pretty easily. Easy. It's almost like the Ben Simmons, James Harden deal. And I think you say to your fans, like, like if you're Brooklyn, we I know tried. You if you're Brooklyn, I know you didn't want to lose Harden, but he's gonna leave anyway. Right. His deal's up. He doesn't want to be here. He's right. loafing. Maybe we get Ben no, Simmons. Rodgers didn't go to come in the offseason program. Don't really want to be in Green Bay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I and still hadn't can... heard him. I still hadn't heard Rodgers say, "I played bad." In the loss, San Francisco. He did. Yeah. He was he was not good. But I did see him peacock when he won his fourth MVP. So maybe a change of scenery is what he needs. Well, he, he was peacocking when he uh, when he was introduced at the waste management. Hey, and maybe just maybe I can get Rodgers once I get him in Arizona. If I'm Steve Klein, to take a slightly more team friendly deal, so that we can also pursue Devontae Adams. And potentially line up with Adams and Hopkins next year. Because we don't have to re-sign James Conner, Chase Edmonds, Zach Ertz. I mean, if we had to sacrifice those guys to add to get Devontae Adams? Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that is – that would be something. I mean, imagine if that happened. It'd shake up the universe. It really would. It would. And it would – so – And it works for both teams. So, my question to you for Green Bay. Now, the only thing that Green Bay looks crazy is Jordan Love. And they and they also keep Aaron Rodgers in the conference. They're still in the NFC. Yeah, but he's not in the division. I know. You know. So, you know, it's, it's not in the division. And it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we got Kyler Murray back in return. And then maybe you can – can you – what can you get for Jordan Love at that point? Because at that point, you just – you punt on Jordan Love. Probably sour cream and onion. Yeah, you probably upgrade over, like, just the plain lays, but, you know, Jordan Love didn't do his trade value any no. any, any favors against uh, when, Kansas and City. that started at Kansas City. No. Yeah. No, he did not. Um, man, that would uh, – yeah, that would certainly end the uh, – and the, the, the irony of it all, if this trade, this hypothetical trade were actually to happen, Sean, would be that – 
the reason Aaron Rodgers was upset was that you traded up to get a quarterback right. that you have now punted on and said, yeah, he's not our guy. But, so the perfect example of that is Arizona selected Josh Rosen then figured out he couldn't play, then got Kyler Murray who can. next can't. year. Yeah. yeah. All right, it is the nightcap. We'll get you updated on some games and the latest on Anthony Davis going down with an ankle injury. It's the nightcap. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to to start listening. This is the Nightcap on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. VSN has a great new offer that can only be described as madness. You get VSIN all access to everything we do from now to the College Basketball Championship on April 4th for only 29 bucks. Sign up now and get our daily best bet emails, 24-7 video access, the upcoming College Hoops betting guide, bracket breakdowns, plus full access to VSIN.com with our exclusive betting split breakdowns on every game. This deal only happens once a year. You don't want to miss out. VSIN.com slash madness to sign up today. Alongside Sean King, I am Tim Murray. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN. Brad Evans, our guy. Yeah. I think he's all right. The big noise. Illinois lost to Rutgers today. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, Do we fun. need to, like, virtually give him a hug, you know? I, I wonder if he Reached through. was emotionally attached tonight, knowing what's happened at the rack throughout the season. I'd be curious. I mean, he puts his plays out there. I haven't looked at him recently, but he, uh, the thing I love about Brad is that he's so transparent and I kind of, that's like the try the way I, I try to be, you know, you want to be honest because people don't win every bet despite of right. you know, what social media says you, you lose. That happens a lot. It does. Uh, and he's always honest about it. So he puts his plays out there and uh, I'm curious where he was. I'm, I'm sure Brad being Brad, he, Definitely knows that the the rack is uh, the boogeyman to every team except Lafayette and Maryland. Apparently, so. <laughs> Go UNLV for. is putting up a great come on Rebs effort tonight. By the way, yeah, thirty eight, thirty seven. Yeah, we gave out uh, UNLV plus the six. I told you to go run down. You were money line or pass. Yeah. So you decided I to mean, pass. It's, it's all right. Yeah, I mean, 
I, I, I just need him to cover by six. I'm happy about not that. not really sure what the five was attempting to do, but, <laughs> I mean, money lies in play. They're winning. Yeah. They're up. Uh, Sean, during the break, uh, scared me. I was, you know, I was tight. Yeah, I don't know how, this, I was I don't know how the puck away. can go in. I mean, the puck hit the goalposts, went behind the goalie, is trickling on the, the line, and, and still doesn't go in. I'm just telling you, there's a force field that's preventing the Avs' shots from going in tonight. And it's very frustrating so far. I just, uh, I always like to give credit where credit's due. Mm-hmm. And we, we have great guests on this show. We do. And last night, I know it's niche. I know I've probably been covering it more than anybody on this network or maybe in, you know, the you world. I've had to listen to it every day. But we've been getting winners. And I just want to give a quick shout out to Stephen Wino because he told us Sweden money line against Canada. They won 2 nothing. And Finland on the puck line against Switzerland, they won 5-1. And then he also said Canada on the puck line in the gold medal game against the United States, I know hurts the heart sometimes. Uh, Canada up 2-0 after the first period. It's not even close. Like, this Canadian women's team, I think somebody said. Well, he said last night this this might be uh, the best team ever. Yeah, I could tell that the first time I saw them skate. Like, they're really good. So, just quick update. We're done. We're not going to belabor it anymore. Um we had uh, we had some good insight on last night, and uh, and we're we're moving on from that. Um, the Deshaun Watson news coming out today from Jeremy Fowler of ESPN that there's some interest, there's possibilities, Sean, the Vikings and uh, the Buccaneers could mm-hmm. be interested in Deshaun Watson. So. I don't know what's going to happen with Deshaun Watson with the with the legal situation. Uh, there's still criminal charges uh, pending against mm-hmm. Deshaun Watson. The league hasn't weighed in yet. Uh, we don't know if he'll ultimately be suspended by the league uh, because I don't even know if there's a, an investigation yet that has that has gone on uh, there. So you know that's something that's interesting with this whole situation and I don't want to you know make light of anything but you know here on this show in this network we talk about gambling odds and if people are going to play so if you look at a Bucks future mm-hmm. and there's these thoughts that Deshaun Watson could be headed that that way you know the Tampa Bay Buccaneers right now 25 to 1 I think 25 to 1 to yep. win the Super Bowl or 22 to 1 I think of the odds we're showing here at DraftKings they get Deshaun Watson. Where do they go? Where do they go odds wise? Right, Favorite. Before actually, before we get there, what do you? Where is Deshaun Watson for you? I don't know. Like this. So I presume when this first came out that okay, they were going to reach some kind of settlement. You know, he's going to have to sit out a year or, or or at least the beginning of the year, and you know he get traded somewhere and he'd be okay. But I mean, it seems to be so so many more layers to this that we aren't privy to. Mm-hmm. Like, this doesn't seem like something that's about to end. You know what I mean? Like, there's a finality anytime soon regarding, you know, this whole situation. So, but one thing I would challenge anyone to do is, if you get a chance, go and look at Deshaun Watson highlights or whatever you want to do from 2020. Yeah. And, and somebody's getting a baller. So here's the thing, and people bring this up. Well, he went four and twelve that year. Yeah, I mean that team yeah, that around team was bad. They got rid of DeAndre awful. Hopkins. I think for a running back. I think Pro Football Focus rated him. I think they said that he was their best, his best player in the league that year, and you know, his WAR was was through the roof. 
you know, before all the, 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 the legal things came about last year, I put out something on Twitter about Washington. Mm-hmm. That Washington should give up three first-round picks and Chase Young to go get Deshaun Watson. People were like, oh, you're crazy. What? Like, you're getting a generational elite quarterback in his prime. Now, once again, this is before the legal situation. Chase Young, going to be a good player. What did he do this year? Led him to a 7-10 and 10 season. Right. You know? If you can get Deshaun Watson, you try to go get Deshaun Watson. And I think Deshaun's going to have a little say in where he ends up. I agree. So if I would imagine if Tampa just, Bay. Right. You're, he's going somewhere that has a chance to win. Yeah. Because the money's going to be there. I can get money anywhere. Yeah, but, I mean, he, he's he's going. He's suffered enough in Houston. You know, he watched Houston this season. He's got to want to get away from that that losing environment and get somewhere where, you know, they can win some games. He can kind of redeem himself. So teams like Pittsburgh, teams like Tampa, teams like Denver, like all of these teams are going to be in the race for Deshaun Watson as soon as he becomes available. Mm-hmm. Uh, McDaniel, I was in Michael McDonald down in Miami. Yeah, Mike McDaniel. Mike McDaniel, he can say what he want about Tua. If Deshaun Watson becomes available, Miami will be in the race to attain Deshaun Watson because he's elite. And he's one of the unique elite quarterbacks because he's like a Josh Allen unique. Josh Allen is like a Deshaun Watson unique. And they have big-time arms, but they're also big-bodied guys who are plus athletes who utilize that ability. So it's not a lot of – just if you look at the talent, it's not a lot of Deshaun Watson in the National Football League. I think the only comp – of a guy that's actually accomplished anything would be Josh Allen. And Deshaun Watson, of course, has been in the league longer, so he's more accomplished thus far than Josh. But that's the kind of talent that Deshaun Watson is. So once again, the Vikings were brought up, and that's uh, apparently... Nobody's of- taking that contract. The Kirk Cousins yeah, contract? no one's taking that contract. They're stuck. Like, that's the problem with signing a guy like that, who's not a bad player. You don't but think you any of these stuck on that deal. You don't think any of these quarterback starve <clears throat> teams. Who who's taking cousins? Please let me know. With that number. I don't know the cap contract. situation. So Denver. I think that's not an upgrade from from Teddy? From where they for for that division? I mean, yeah. I mean, what am I gonna do with Kirk well, Cousins and well, I'm going up against Mahomes and Herbert? What would you what would you prefer and though? Carr. Carr is better than No. I don't think Derek Carr. I think Kirk Cousins is better than Derek Carr. Yeah, I'd take Carr over Cousins. Why? Yeah, because the thing about Cousins, you have to be so good on your offensive line to win when you meet a certain level. He has if no Kirk, mobility whatsoever. If Kirk Cousins was in Indianapolis, they'd be they'd win that division. Indianapolis, he's a, a so outside of the defensive injuries, offensively, what's the difference between Indy and Minnesota? They've it, got Jonathan Taylor. He's got Dalvin Cook. You got an elite offense. Justin Jefferson is better. Elite offensive but line. But Justin Jefferson is better than anyone but that Indy has. Elite Adam offensive Thielen line. Adam Thielen is there. I continue to say. If, if Kirk Cousins is one of the, ask anybody out there, he is one of the premier quarterbacks on play action. And you're bringing in a, the same running back, and now you've got an elite offensive line in front of him. Yeah, I, I think if he goes to Indianapolis, you use Premier and Kirk Cousins. I'm I'm out the conversation. Can I opt out? Can you? Know, you, you know how the kids look, are in the transfer portal. Look it up, though. I know. Look I, it up. I know Pro Football Focus and, and you know all I'm, the and not just singling look, them out. I, I'm not just saying. But I, I'm talking about the metrics. I get what you're saying. But you've said that Carson Wentz stinks. 
If oh, Kirk absolutely. Cousins goes to Indianapolis, it's a big upgrade. And if he doesn't have to do it all, the reason the Vikings have had trouble is because his contract has not allowed them to build around him. Oh, by the way, they've sucked at drafting outside of Justin Jefferson. They got to the kid Bradbury, who's awful at, on the offensive line. I'm just telling you, I'm not, I'm not a big Kirk Cousins fan. I know you aren't. He's a top 12 to top 10 quarterback in the league. The nightcap here on BC. Take, take. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. Give your glucose alerts and readings from the G7. Do not match symptoms or expectations. Use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.